How can you have the relationship that you have always hoped for? You can become closer and more connected to your partner with these real-world relationship-building ideas. Welcome to Coupled Up with your hosts Karen Collins Achetti and Max Achetti. If you want to be close to your partner, every interaction needs to be with that goal in mind. Now, here is Karen and Max. Welcome to Coupled Up. Normally, Max is on the air with me, but tonight, I am hosting the show solo. Each show, I am always excited to share with you ways that you can develop the relationship that you have always wanted. Max and I developed the show to encourage couples to be proactive in developing the best relationship possible. Often, by the time couples come into my practice to see me, it is after years of discontentment. Their issues are intense, and resentment for one another has built up, making it more difficult to return to a better place. More and more couples realize the value of coming in to meet with a couple's therapist or relationship coach long before they run into issues. As you and your partner seek out relationship information and guidance, you can navigate your relationship with intent and purpose that can help you become closer and stay close. None of us are born knowing how to navigate a relationship well or how to be a good partner, myself included, but we all can learn as we go how to become better partners. For example, Max and I work together every day to learn how to be together, meet one another's needs, while also meeting our own individual needs and how to build the life that we want together. By using all that we have learned about ourselves as individuals and as a partner from previous relationships, we can learn what our wants and needs are within a relationship to be well positioned to develop the relationship that you want. Getting good at relationships happens with experience and desire to become good at it, not by accident. On last week's show, Max and I discussed how depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions can impact your relationship and what you can do to support your relationship. If you didn't catch that show, it is worth listening to. All of our previous shows are there for you to go back and listen to as well. Please contact us with any questions or thoughts that you have. We are always happy to hear from you. On tonight's show, I am discussing how setting goals as a couple will create a common ground and give you forward movement as a couple. Discussing and setting goals together creates a connection and working towards those goals further solidifies that connection. Creating goals as a couple is one of the most powerful and connecting things you can do. As you work towards the goals that you set together, you create positive history and momentum that propels your relationship forward. I want to give you a quick illustration that may help describe how setting goals and having something to look forward to can help you even navigate through a difficult patch. When I'm experiencing a a stressful time in my life, when life and work are stressful, but I have that beautiful picture of the vacation spot that I've booked and I'm going to in in a couple of months hanging on my wall, it helps. It really helps me to better, better be able to cope with the here and now, just knowing that I'm working towards something and when I get there, it will be great and enjoyable, which helps me deal with all the tough stuff a little better in the moment. Think back to when your relationship was new. Did you have dreams and maybe even a list of goals that you wanted to achieve together? You likely shared your individual dreams with one another too. It is easy for daily life to consume your time and before you know it, uh, you are years into your relationship. That is why I encourage couples to evaluate their relationship at least on an annual basis. This gives you an opportunity to to consider all the great things that you have going for you as a couple 
to discuss all of your achievements within the year and to see where you still want to go together. During the evaluation of your previous year, you can set the stage for the upcoming year by setting additional goals to meet together. What areas might you consider important to set goals in as a couple? Some of the top on my list are financial, family planning, relationship and personal growth, um, household goals, physical goals, spiritual and social goals to name what I consider to be at the top. For instance, financial goals would include budgeting, saving, investing, what purchases um, that you both want to make, uh, even your career plans, taking that promotion or not, weighing those pros and cons together. Family planning would include wanting kids or not, having kids, raising kids, and extended, uh, extended family involvement. Relationship intimacy and personal growth would include uh, joining a club, for example, finding a hobby, learning something new, taking a relationship class, uh, plan relationship-focused time together, reading a book, an interesting book, um, and even relationship and intimacy-building activities. Uh, household goals would include home projects, both indoor and outdoor projects like landscaping, gardening, remodeling, um, a room or two, repainting a room, redecorating, even building a house, or buying furniture together. Physical goals would include almost um, anything like physical activity, and exercise, your health, diet, stress management, and life balance. Spiritual goals would include fulfilling your spiritual needs through religion or otherwise. And social goals can include activities together with friends, neighbors, family, attending events, travel, even where you want to live based on qualities of a city, the social life there, how quiet, how vibrant, or how busy, those types of, of attributes. So why should you set goals as a couple? Because goal setting helps you as a couple strengthen your relationship by working as a team toward a common idea. Improves communication because it gives you each a chance to talk about personal dreams and desires and helps you understand yourself and one another better. It also validates desires and holds you accountable to each other. Goal, setting goals can be the glue that holds you together during even that most challenging time. Kind of back to that example I was talking about how when work's stressful, I still have that picture on my wall. Provides tremendous satisfaction when objectives are achieved and gives you, uh, and gives you uh, as, a, as a couple a reason to celebrate. So how do you go about setting goals together? You should start by making a list. First individually, individually and then on your own, create a list of goals. After you have written a list of goals that you would like to achieve together, set a time to meet with one another to share your lists, making sure that you have plenty of time to truly search um, your soul and uncover what is important to you as an individual and as a couple and as a family if you have children. Make sure to include practical and not so practical shoot for the moon kinds of goals. I love when a couple allows one another to dream and dream big. It is fun to talk about even what at the moment may seem like the impossible. Why not dream big and have fun with imagining whatever might come to mind? Sometimes unexpected ideas come from a conversation that begins with sharing your dreams and ideas with one another. It's okay if you get stuck. Try one of these exercises to get some ideas flowing. You can ask yourself, what values are important to me, to my marriage? Uh, for instance, security, passion, teamwork, happiness. From there, you can clearly define what to do to achieve a better state for each of those. 
Examine the basic areas of life. Go back and recall the areas that I mentioned earlier that you can focus on, like finances, family planning, relationship intimacy, and personal growth, a household, physical, spiritual, and social. Then rate your satisfaction level with each on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the best uh, you and you couldn't be more satisfied. This will help you know what needs focus in your life. Also, another thought um, to help you get some ideas flowing would be to imagine yourself running into an old friend five years from now. As you update her or him on your world, what would you be proud to say? What would you want to tell her has happened over the past five years? Include, at the very least, career, family, love, and personal goal uh, growth, I'm sorry, personal growth markers. Picture, another idea would be to picture your life on a movie screen. Write your own life story. What would your story be? What character traits and life experiences would you have? Who would be in your movie with you? And who um, would you be in that script? Who do you have in your story? So those are some ideas that can kind of get your um, the, the motion going and setting, setting those goals and setting the stage. The next thing I, would, I want you to do is to share. When it is time to share your goals, make an evening of it. This is a wonderful opportunity to get to know your partner better and bond within your relationship. So make it fun and special. When sharing goals, be sure not to criticize one another. Be lighthearted, playful, and come with the attitude that anything goes. No matter how far-fetched the idea is, let your, yourself and your partner imagine, dream, and enjoy wherever that takes you. Sometimes the most outrageous ideas become reality. Please be only encouraging and open to listening to what one another has to share. If you can do that, you will find this to be a fun and productive conversation in bringing you even closer. Next, prioritize. Combine your lists, organizing them by individual, couple, and family goals. If you have a family together, Prioritize each area and then the list as a whole, ensuring that you give each person's respective individual goal, goals a, uh, equal attention. One's not more important than the other, even if you think yours is. It can work well if you have a piece of paper with three large circles in a row. Circle one is partner one's goals. Circle three is partner two's goals. And circle two is the goals that coincide from yours and your partner's. Highlight which goals are individually the top priority for each of you, and then highlight the goals that are the top priority as a couple. Then get specific. Once you have zeroed in on the most important goals, get specific about how you will achieve them together. For each goal, even an individual one, both members should play a role. Couple goal setting is as much about achieving your actual goal as it is about strengthening your bond, which means discussing and coming to an agreed upon plan. Using the SMART acronym, you're easily reminded of the characteristics of a well-written goal. So map out your goals to pass the time-tested SMART test. Are your goals specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-sensitive? If not, revise the goal and or plan until it meets those criteria. The plan should list the steps that you will take. For instance, if Max and I were to set a goal together to create a flower garden, the steps could include, determine what type of flower garden we want to plant. So we want to plant a garden that attracts butterflies, that's specific. Determine where we will plant the garden. We will place the garden on the left side of the pool. Again, that's specific. 
Determine how many plants are needed to fill the garden. We will plant 30 plants. That's measurable, achievable, and realistic. Determine when the project will start and end. We will begin the project Memorial Day weekend and finish within the week, time sensitive. So again, writing these goals down. You wanna write your goals and your steps to achievement clearly. Post them where you can see them, such as on a bathroom mirror, um, it could be on the refrigerator, wherever it's gonna remind you of what you're working towards. There is something very helpful about the act of writing the goals um, beyond goals down, beyond having a written reminder. The act of writing the goals down seem, seems to make people feel more accountable for accomplishing the goals. And also be very flexible. Be flexible with your goals. Set mini milestones or intermediary checkpoints for reevaluation. Don't hesitate to modify the goal or timeline as needed. Remember that progress is success. At your annual evaluation of your relationship and goals, this is the perfect time to assess where you are in the process of meeting your goals in order for you to edit the goals and adjust to changes that may have occurred in your life. Another big factor is to celebrate. This is one of my favorite parts. When you reach your goals or even mini goals, celebrate. Celebrations help keep you motivated and connect you as a couple. Make sure that you give compliments along the way as your partner works with you towards meeting the goals that you have set together. Taking this process seriously, but having a lot of fun with it, just letting it uh, flow and see where it takes you. In my opinion, there's nothing better than sharing your success with someone you love. But you can't lose sight of the fact um, that you have to follow through on whatever you have said you're gonna do, uh, whatever your part of the plan is, so that you don't um, put uh, the relationship at risk um, and uh, have your partner feel disappointed and let down that you didn't carry out what you said you were going to do. It's kind of holding each other account accountable, but in a pleasant way, certainly not um, by any means parental or anything like that, but in a fun, pleasant way, reminding each other of what you, um, what you're trying to reach together and um, looking at it and reassessing as you go because things might have changed and that's okay you know not being rigid and that's where that flexible part comes into play that I was discussing so so goal setting can really like I said um, move your relationship forward give you something to look forward to and um, be exciting you know you, it really comes down to um, you know that forward thinking and you know sharing with one another your hopes and your dreams and how those things coincide together uh, what your individual hopes and dreams I know before I had mentioned um, about uh, how career can can be you know come into play we each may have our own career goals but um, what each of us chooses to do in a relationship affects the couplehood as a whole so uh, for instance an example of you know, trying to decide whether to take a promotion or not, um, sometimes it's just not the right time in our life. You know, if our kids are young, um, it may not be the time to have more responsibility at work. And, you know, I know a number of people who um, have had to make tough decisions and not take a promotion because it wasn't probably the right time in their life and they needed to be closer to their home or they need to have less work hours. Uh, but that's something that as a couple you decide together and 
and both people have a say and involvement in that. Um, there's always, you know, um, the ability to to help one another and compensate for for the other if if one of you decides to or if you both decide together that's what you want to do. Um, but moving forward, uh, just wanting to kind of recap the importance of using the SMART acronym as well. Um, if you notice that each letter stands for its own particular um, action, um, so the S is for setting specific goals, um, the M is for setting measurable goals, um, and the A is for setting achievable goals, and um, the R is for setting reachable goals, and um, the T is for setting time-sensitive goals. So. Um, moving forward, again, I want to just make sure that you know how important being flexible and celebrating um, each milestone that you that you make towards those goals. Um, and again, I wanted to make sure that you know that anytime during um, the show, if anything that Max or I talk about um, that you have questions about or aren't sure what we mean, please, please let me know. Please email us, call us. Um, you can even um, uh, call on the show and ask questions. That's perfectly fine as well. Um, I wanted to point out that Max will be back here next week with me. I am um, a little bit out of my element and missing his, um, his input for sure. Um, it just goes to show um, how solid our partnership is and um, how important um, his appearance on the show co-hosting with me is. But we will be back in a few minutes um, to discuss um, more on setting goals um, in a partnership. And I have a question that was sent in that I will be responding to that actually is on this exact subject. So after the break, we will be back to discuss. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Karen Collins' book, In the Pink, Developing Healthy Relationships, is written for people like you who are searching for that great partner or are already in a relationship. Karen's book will assist you in identifying the relationship that you want and need and help you to develop a plan of action to get you there. You will develop skills to be the best partner that you can be and learn how to write your own love story. Check out In the Pink, Developing Healthy Relationships, available at Amazon.com and through PayPal. Karen Collins Achetti is happy to help you via online therapy. She is licensed for therapy in both Florida and Ohio and can offer relationship coaching in all 50 states. To schedule an appointment, visit ourlovestory.com. If you would like to schedule an in-person session and you are in the South Florida area, Karen is located in Jupiter and can be reached at 561-512-9743. You can also schedule an appointment from your computer or smartphone. Visit ourlovestory.com. That's the letter R, lovestory.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You 
are listening to Coupled Up with Karen Collins Achetti and Max Achetti. Would you like to share your story or have a question or comment for the show? Please call in to 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to KarenCollins71 at yahoo.com. You can also visit Karen's website at rlovestory.com. That's letter R, lovestory.com. Now back to Coupled Up. Welcome back to Coupled Up. This is Karen collins Achetti. I am going solo tonight. Max is not here with me tonight for the show. But just before the break, I was discussing how setting goals as a couple will create a common ground and give you forward movement as a couple. Discussing and setting goals together creates a connection, and working towards those goals further solidifies that connection. This week, I received a question from Molly. Uh, Molly wrote um, that she has been dating Todd for the past three years. She said, we are very, both very motivated to accomplish a lot in our careers, but when we come together at night, we don't ever seem to get around to talking about what we want to do and accomplish together as a couple. We always say we're going to, but it never seems to actually happen. Um, we're both very tired. At the end of the day, we both work a lot. Um, and sh- uh, she said she's very worried that time is just getting away from them and they're not actually accomplishing anything together. So my response to Molly and Todd, um, please make a point to set time aside to discuss what you both want as a couple. I know that you said it's important to you, but it just kind of seems to slip away. Um, it can be late at night. It can be that late night conversation in bed or on the couch. It doesn't have to be lengthy. It definitely doesn't have to be formal as long as you devote uninterrupted time for that conversation. Um, it may be helpful to look at it as a great way to connect and not as one more thing that you know you should be doing but just can't seem to get on the same page with or find enough time to do. Um, sometimes when you get into a conversation, you do kind of gain some momentum and some energy. So um, I think just getting it started would be helpful. Um, And until it becomes more of a habit to have that type of conversation, you may need to set a time to have the initial conversation and then when you uh, will return to it or when you will plan to return to it. If you have a date night set up, this may be a great time to discuss and jot down your thoughts, um, whether that's on your iPhone or um, an old-fashioned pencil and paper. And you can send it to one another in an email to review later. With the idea that you will return to the topic later and create at least one goal together. It sounds like you know um, what your personal goals are, especially when it comes to your career. So you can start there and then see if you as a couple can build on that. Hopefully, you both are able to identify at least one, but maybe even a few goals for you as a couple to work on together. After you've done that, you can see if the individual and couple goals are in alignment. This alignment is critical for creating harmony and allowing you both to reach your dreams. Once that alignment is secure, there is no limit to how much you can accomplish together and how much you can support one another in accomplishing personally um, personal goals as well. You can talk about where you want to be and what you want to do in the next six months to two years. Next, discuss, imagine, and dream a little and contemplate where you want your lives to be in five years, 
10 years, and even 20 years down the road. Keep the conversation positive and don't be negative about any ideas until you've had the chance to get them on the table first. Even in your own mind, sometimes we can say, oh, my partner will think that this isn't a good idea. Um, and you might be reluctant to just throw it out there, but try to build the atmosphere that anything is, is you know, able to be expressed, um, even if it's a little outlandish, even in your own mind. Make sure that the goals um, both of you strive for make you feel good about yourselves and who you are or want to be as a couple. Probably not a great idea to try to achieve something that goes against your values. Make sure your goals are specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-sensitive. I like the saying, if you shoot for the stars, maybe you'll hit the moon. But it may make more sense to keep your goals more grounded for success. But again, still having that idea that talking about anything is okay. And then you can narrow it down to meet that SMART acronym. Celebrate and enjoy it. When you reach those milestones, dreams, or goals, and agree upon a reward system to help you to help stay motivated. For example, each time you accomplish a step toward your goals, talk about how you feel about each other and how far you have come in your relationship. And then go out to dinner or something that is a special event for you as a couple. It's interesting because when I work with couples and even if they're in a bad spot and they get to talking about what they used to dream about or the goals that you, that you had set for one another, uh, or with one another, you can see that passion return. So it's something that um, is a really interesting dynamic, um, just having that conversation. Create and arrange, um, create an arrangement that helps both of you stay accountable to the commitments that you have made to each other. This further solidifies your bond together and supports both of you as well as your relationship. But supporting accountability does not be, uh, does not mean becoming parental with one another. Um, also, give each other the room to achieve your desires by allowing and even supporting your partner to experiment like I had mentioned before. As long as you agree to proceed with honor and dignity, you can be as creative as you like. Great ideas come from all kinds of places, and you never know when a random idea becomes an amazing idea that works for you. In fact, I think some of the greatest ideas come from being able to speak freely about your dreams and what you um what you do, if you could, what you would do if you could do anything type of conversations. I know some couples will um, have a conversation about what would we do if we had, you know, um, all the money in the world, if we won the lottery, what types of things would we want to do if money wasn't an object? And, you know, that may sound, you know, kind of like, why would we consider something that's not going to happen? Uh, especially if we don't even play the lottery, so just some, you know, you might say, but it's fun to think about. It's fun to consider without having those um, restraints of anything could happen kind of conversations. And agreeing with each other um, to seek and accept feedback um, because not, no one has all the answers. So you can create and support a structure to help you attain your desires. In addition, seeking support from others. Um, couples whose relationship are supported by friends and family often reach their goals um, sooner and have happy, um, happier relationships. Um, 
I guess what I would add about, you know, the feedback is being careful how you give it and also being careful how you receive it because um, sometimes people don't hear feedback, they hear criticism and, um, you know, really coming from a place of love and care and it not being critical and not taking it as critical. And if you're not sure what your partner means by something they say, it's more than appropriate to say, what did you mean by that? And give them the opportunity to say, oh, wait, that's not how I meant that. This is what I meant to say. I'm sorry it, it, it came out that way or seems that way. Um, so really, you know, on both fronts, being careful what you say so it's not critical, but also being careful how you hear it and giving your partner an opportunity to explain what they meant by something that they said if, it's, if it seems critical. Also, write down and review your goals. If you're comfortable, post them somewhere where you can see them every day. In a study done at Yale University, they found that people who wrote down their goals achieved them 90 per, I'm sorry, 97% more often than those who did not. Kind of makes sense. It's like a written policy and reminder for you both, but hopefully a lot more fun than a policy. It helps you stay on track even when a challenge presents or it would be easier to give up um, on reaching a particular goal. So when the times get tough, you still got that reminder there saying, but you know, I really want that. I really do want to achieve that. And I want the feeling of that achievement. It's kind of um, an example for me is I love the idea of running another half marathon. Um, but whenever I think about all the work that it takes to get to that place, I may kind of backtrack and be like, do I really want to run one more half marathon? Um, but if I have that goal up there written for me, it helps me uh, stay motivated and stay on track because I love the feeling I have when I accomplish that half marathon, even though I may be physically exhausted after doing so. And then also remember that setting and working towards goals and reaching your goals together is one of the most powerful ways to connect as a couple. Creating goals as a couple or a family is not only healthy for your relationship, but should be fun as well. And as you reach your goals together, be sure to replace your accomplished uh, dreams and goals with new ones. Setting goals really helps you get and stay close as a couple. Just a reminder, also I mentioned this a little earlier, um, but trying not to lose sight of the need to follow through on your part or parts of the, of the plan that you've agreed to, um, to avoid disappointing one another. I see so many couples who have um, kind of layers of disappointment, you know, one disappointment after another, and the end result is resentment. And then the couple or one or both of the partners stop asks, stops asking the other for what they need because they think, well, why bother? Because I've done that before and they've disappointed me. So it's almost kind of a, a way to just not be disappointed again by not asking. So being really careful of that. Um, and I, also, I just wanted to mention um, that when I talk to couples about what they want to do together, even if they've been in a low spot for a significant period of time, um, it's, it's really great to see their passion and excitement uh, kind of rekindle 
um, not only in what they say, but how they light up when they're talking about all that they want to do together, all that they used to want to do together, the things that they had accomplished in the past. I think that's one of the um, neatest moments in a session when um, a couple's really going through a tough spot, but when they get to kind of thinking about what they had done um, together in the past, what they've accomplished before, um, it really provides momentum for them to kind of reconsider where they're at and kind of walk out with a different perspective thinking, gosh, you know what, we really have done a lot together. We've really been through a lot together and we've navigated that and we've managed it. And, you know, we can do that again. We just need to get back on track and we need to set things up like we used to set it up. We need to talk like we used to talk. We need to plan like we used to plan or whatever it was that was working well for them. So it's, it's really neat to see that, um, that, you know, vibrancy come back when a couple kind of can reflect back on what they used to do and how they can do that again, even if their lives are totally different now. Um, they may have kids, they may have, you know, different stressors, different jobs, different everything, but still kind of getting back to that basic and remembering, well, how did we used to do this and how great it felt when um, we did achieve something that we set our minds to or something that we maybe even thought this is a long shot but we're going to give it a try anyways so it's a matter of um, making goal setting a priority um, and keeping in mind that by devoting that time to discussing and setting the goals together you really are doing one of the best things you can do to create a stable passionate and close relationship Um, you know i know that um Molly and Todd were saying and feeling like they just ran out of time, ran out of energy. Um, But at the end of the day, if you're doing all of these things, you know, that you're working hard for um, maybe getting ahead financially or whatever it is that you're working so hard for, it's not it's not worth losing your relationship over um, spending all that time and energy on just working hard to get ahead in that way if it's not a goal that you guys have discussed and set and can appreciate together. And even if that is something that you've set together, there's always room for reevaluation of that. If you see that, you know what, we're working a lot more um, to the point where we don't have energy and time for one another. Um, So it's, you know, just kind of being aware. If you don't have time for that five, 10 minute conversation, or, you know, it could be longer, obviously, but to have that conversation, if you don't have the energy for that, that's probably a red flag that there's some balance, um, life work balance or something that's getting in the way of you guys taking that time and having that energy for one another. So I really wanted to point that out to you. Um, I think sometimes we um, ignore things that could be flags that doesn't mean that there's something wrong in the relationship. It just means that it's an opportunity to reevaluate. So again, if you're finding that you don't have time to have a conversation that's really important and that is good for your relationship, that that to me is a red flag that um, there's there's that potential for um, you know maybe making some some observations and seeing how you can um, save 
save that energy or um, create more space for one another. And it's very common. I know Max and I, you know, have that same issue. Often we are both very motivated and, um, you know, have uh, career aspirations and desires. But again, at the end of the day, if while we're trying to get where we want to get with our careers and we lose sight of one another, is it really what is going to be our intent and what makes us happy in the long run. And it's not. So um, it's it's something that becomes that red flag. And, I, you know, I just wanted to encourage you to kind of, you know, look at it that way, not look at it like, oh, my gosh, there's something wrong with our relationship because we don't have this time. It's more like there's something going on outside of us that we maybe need to look at so that we can set aside this time and save energy for one another um, because in the long run it does impact your entire relationship so I wanted to uh, make sure that I thank our listeners for sending in their questions I know we've gotten many this this week and I only have time to pick and answer one and I always try to pick one that is relative to the topic that we're going to be talking about, like Molly's and Todd's was this week. Um, so I really appreciate you sending those in. Next week, we will be discussing um, how to protect your relationship from negative internal and external influences. Um, and we're going to present, uh, Max will be back next week. So together, we will be pre- presenting options that will help you build an imaginary bubble around your relationship. When I return from the break, I will be chatting about how um, to set goals um, as a single um, to achieve your personal goals. Be back soon. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Karen Collins Achetti is happy to help you via online therapy. She is licensed for therapy in both Florida and Ohio and can offer relationship coaching in all 50 states. To schedule an appointment, visit OurLoveStory.com. If you would like to schedule an in-person session and you are in the South Florida area, Karen is located in Jupiter and can be reached at 561-512-9743. You can also schedule an appointment from your computer or smartphone. Visit OurLoveStory.com. That's the letter R, lovestory.com. Karen Collins' book, In the Pink, Developing Healthy Relationships, is written for people like you who are searching for that great partner or are already in a relationship. Karen's book will assist you in identifying the relationship that you want and need and help you to develop a plan of action to get you there. You will develop skills to be the best partner that you can be and learn how to write your own love story. Check out In the Pink, Developing Healthy Relationships, available at Amazon.com and through PayPal. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Coupled Up with Karen Collins Achetti and Max Achetti. Would you like to share your story or have a question or comment for the show? 
please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to karencollins 71 at yahoo.com. You can also visit Karen's website at rlovestory.com. That's letter R, lovestory.com. Now back to Coupled Up. Welcome back to Coupled Up. This is Karen Collins Achetti. I'm missing Max tonight. He's not able to be here tonight, um, but he will be back next week. The beginning of the show focused on couples in relationships, but it's also important to focus on singles who are searching for that great relationship. Tonight, for the single segment, I am going to discuss how you can set personal goals to achieve things that are important to you. I'm piggybacking on the um, goals that I described uh, for setting for couples. Um, By using the SMART acronym, you are easily reminded of the characteristics of a well-written goal. In other words, uh, making sure that your goals are specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-sensitive. If not, revise the goal and uh, plan until it meets that criteria um, to help you achieve what you're trying to do. Um, Here's an example for you. Um, If your goal is to be healthier and exercise more, the steps might look something like this. Um, Determine what type of workout you would like to do. Um, And I'll use myself as an example. So I would say I would like to do the PIO workout. That's specific. I'm going to also need to determine how many days that um, I want to commit to doing the workout. So I will work out Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. That's measurable. Um, I will go purchase clothing and equipment um, needed to work out. So I will buy three yoga outfits and a yoga mat tomorrow. That's measurable. Um, I will also need to determine uh, if I will work out alone or with someone. I'm going to choose to work out um, during the week alone and on Saturday with my friend. That's realistic because it's probably not real realistic that I'm going to get somebody um, as excited about it as me to work out with me five days a week. Um, How many pounds, at least not my friends that I know, Um, how many pounds do I want to lose? Um, So I would determine I want to lose 10 pounds. That's realistic, specific, measurable, and achievable. Um, And then I could also determine how long uh, will I stay on this particular workout plan. And I could, uh, for the time-sensitive piece of it, I can say I will do the workout plan for 90 days. And then I'll switch to running for the next 90 days. So if you kind of see how I broke that down, I... Um, took my goal to be healthier and to exercise more and took the SMART acronym and made sure I was meeting all of those um, measures. So, and that was just like I had mentioned for the couple's goal setting. setting. Um, so as, you know, as you're working towards your personal goal, again, you want to write your goal down um, and the steps to achievement very clearly. Uh, so you may have, you know, this main goal, of getting healthy, but that's that's very broad. So you have to write that down in steps, what you're going to do in steps, what you hope to achieve by, say, week one, week two, week three, and then all the way to the 90 days, um, with the outcome being losing 10 pounds. Um, and posting those goals where you can see them, such, oops, 
excuse me, such as on a bathroom mirror. Um, again, there's something very helpful about the act of writing down the goals beyond having that written reminder. Um, it just makes us more accountable for accomplishing the goals. Um, and you can even, I, I really like this idea, you can even create a vision or goal board to be an illustration and reminder of what you're striving for. Uh, you can uh, take actual photographs, you can cut things out of magazine, pictures out of magazines, whatever is going to, you know, inspire you uh, to put on the vision board. And also being flexible with your goals, um, setting those mini milestones or intermediary checkpoints for reevaluation. Um, don't hesitate to modify the goal or timeline as needed. Um, something I, I, I pointed out with the couples, but I also want to make sure that you know you're aware as well. Remembering that progress is success. You know, all along the way, you know, you're not in the same place. Uh, even if you today you just set the goal, you're not in the same place as you were yesterday because you hadn't set the goal yesterday, but you've set it today. That's progress. Um, and, and you can edit your goals and adjust to changes that occur in your life. You know, life gets in the way. You know, sometimes I'll have the best laid plan to work out five days this week and uh, I may have to work late. Something throws it off. It's a, there's a holiday. Holidays always throw things off for me. Um, so you, so you just have to adjust. And then, and like I had mentioned with the couples, you want to celebrate. Make sure that you celebrate the progress that you make along the way. When you reach your goals or even mini goals, you want to celebrate. Um, and that really does keep you motivated. And it simply feels good. Um, and I'm all about doing what uh, feels good to you what's healthy and you know whatever you need to do to take care of yourself to keep yourself motivated to reach the level and the goals that you want um, I always want to point out having fun along the way but also making sure to hold yourself accountable to achieve your to achieve your goals you can always enlist a friend or two to help you stay on track with your goals again asking uh, someone to support your goals remind you of them when you are struggling uh, with staying on track or have hit a roadblock in a way that is encouraging and helpful to you. Again, nobody wants parental, we just want support and encouragement. Uh, it, and it's okay to tell your friend if you see, um, you know, hey, if you see me thinking about ordering chocolate cake, please remind me of how far I have come and how many more miles I will need to run to compensate for eating that cake. By the way, I'm gonna self-disclose, I have two pieces of chocolate cake today and I will run that off tomorrow, I think. I'm gonna try. It can even be, you know, like I said, a funny remark that you can um, have your friends make. Like, I would love for my friend to say when I was going for that second piece today, say 10 miles, Karen. That's going to be another 10 miles. Um, and you both will know what that means. And you certainly can decide, still decide to eat the cake like I did. Um, and, you know, for me, I, I would need to be sharing that picture of me running that extra 10 miles um, with my friend to prove that I'm working off that cake. Um, but at the end of the day, everything you do or don't do is a choice. And as you know, you have options and you have control over the choices that you make. For instance, it is not a huge issue if you decide to eat the cake. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to beat myself up for eating that cake today. Um, but, it, you know, then I don't run the extra 10 miles to compensate. That's OK. Again, it's up to me. Um, and it all falls into my goal and into my timeline for reaching that goal. 
Um, you know, the bottom line is you have to live. You have to enjoy life and be happy all along the way. And I firmly believe that too much restriction is likely not going to have a good outcome, um, which is by being, I'm sorry, which is why being reasonable, knowing yourself when setting a goal is helpful for a successful outcome. For me, I know that I would not even bother limiting certain foods from my diet to lose weight. Um, why? Because I know that I'm not, I'm not willing to do that. Um, it's going to be an epic failure. So I would set up my goals um, to account for, you know, what I already know about myself, what I already know historically, what I've done. Um, something I want to mention um, too is that. I know a lot of people wait until the new year to start a new goal. And I just wanted to say, don't wait to set your goals for the new year. I know that it is tradition to set goals on New Year's Eve, and that's fine. Um, And as the new year is approaching, it can be tempting to wait to set a new goal. But I really recommend that you take the time out now to, um, to set a goal. Basically, as soon as you have an idea of what you want to accomplish. In other words, don't postpone or wait. Um, If you set New Year's Eve goals, too, that's great, but don't allow yourself to use New Year's Eve as an excuse to postpone getting something started or getting started on that goal that you want um, to set. Um, In part, this is kind of, you know, my own um, thought process on this, but it seems that, uh, you know, it's a tradition that New Year's Eve goals are not often fully achieved either. I mean, how many times do... You know, we say, I'm going to work out more this year or you're going to do X, Y, and Z more this year. Um, But, you know, I know a good example. I was doing a little research on this before the show. And um, of all the gym memberships purchased, um, 15% are purchased at the beginning of the new year um, for the whole year. So 15% are purchased in January. And the gyms, we all know this. If you've ever been in the gym in January, you know it's fuller than any other month. And February is less full and March is less full. Um, So the New Year's resolutioners lose interest um, and stop going. But, you know, I think it's just kind of one of those things that it's tradition to set a New Year's resolution. But many times, I would love to know how many people know somebody who's actually followed through with their New Year's resolutions, you know, to the end. So anyway, so my point is just try not to rely on a New Year's resolution. Set your goals as soon as you have an idea of what you want to accomplish. So now moving on, I wanted to cover the weekly couples challenge this week for our couples. Um, I would want you to set one goal together and uh, write out the steps for reaching your goal, making sure that you use the SMART acronym um, that we discussed multiple times tonight, so you're easily reminded of the characteristics of a well-written goal. Remember, the goals need to be S for specific, M for measurable, A for achievable, R for realistic, and T for time sensitive. Don't forget that you can also go to my website, um, www the letter R, lovestory.com, and go to Couples Weekly Challenge page for an example um, and more tips on setting goals as a couple. And again, if you have questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I definitely would prefer clarifying. Um, I don't want to give you any barriers for not trying the things that we discuss on this show. Um, 
And I, I really want to thank everybody for joining me tonight solo for Coupled Up. Um, next week, we will be airing a previously aired episode about how depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions can impact your relationship. The next live show, we will be discussing um, how to protect your relationship from negative internal and external influences. And Max will be back with me for that show. Uh, we will be presenting options that will help you build an imaginary bubble around your relationship. Um, and also covering what internal influences are and what external influences are. Um, Internal influences are thoughts, feelings, and actions that are within you and towards each other, including jealousy, negative thoughts, and about the relationship or your partner. And external influences are outside of the couple, like family, friends, and work. Um, So we are going to show you how you can become a proactive couple that maximizes the positive internal and external influences and minimizes the negative internal and external influences in your world to prevent that wear and tear on your relationship that can just happen over time. I love teaching couples how to create their protective bubble so well that nothing and nobody can get inside of it to cause issues. Like I said, nobody, not the attractive guy at the office or that intrusive family member that doesn't mean so well. Anyways, don't forget to try the couple's weekly challenge this week to get closer to your partner. And again, we want to hear from you. If you and your partner would like to be guests on one of our upcoming shows, just email us and we will get back to you. You can also send us your questions or call in to chat with us on next week's Coupled Up. Keep in mind that if your goal is to be close to your partner, everything that you do and say should be with that goal in mind. Thanks for listening to me tonight without Max. Again, he'll be back next week uh, for our show together on Coupled Up. Thanks so much. Have a great Thursday. Thank you for being a part of our program. Remember, Coupled Up with Karen Collins Achetti and Max Achetti can be heard live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until our next show, don't forget to find at least one thing you can do to strengthen your relationship this week.